I'm happy to have with me today Sylvia Advos of Rock the Cradle Doulas, Montreal, although she's much more than that. Thank oh, you cool. so much for joining us on such short notice. Oh, uh, my pleasure, Rivka. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I can tell you've been working as a doula for many years and that you're a parent because you honestly, just like five minutes, you know, oh, yes, for sure. Yes, I'm available at whatever time. It's <laughs> good. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, I think now I just celebrated eight years in Wonderful. the world and my daughter turned nine and I, I did my training and when, when she was just a newborn, she was two months. That's great. Go by fast. So, oh yes, yes, yes. My, my children, died, like they were a week old, like two weeks ago and now they're all adults and, I know. and things like yeah. that. It's crazy. And then we see our doula babies growing up on uh, Facebook now and, and I know. media and I'm like, what? How are they yeah. getting already so big? Yeah. You're in high school? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, it's lovely though. Very lovely. So, so I'm um, excited for this chat. I usually ask people to introduce themselves because you know yourself better than I know you. So if you wouldn't mind, just introduce yourself to our listeners however you want. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I mean, this is, uh, uh, like I was mentioning, I, I became a doula. It, I never once thought I would become a doula. Really, never, never. It never crossed my mind until I had children. And I had um, my son in 2007 and with the help of a lovely Montreal doula. And I'd never heard of doulas before. Uh, at being pregnant and I just went through the system like so many people right Rivka they we call our gynecologists and we choose the hospital that's closest to our our, our house and that's where we, we go and that's what I did but I did uh, you know get a, it was suggested to me to get some help and, and we were we had a beautiful I had a beautiful birth and very positive two years later I had another uh, I had my daughter this time in 2000 and and 10 and with the with the help of another doula and it just sparked something in my in my soul and I was like oh more people have to know about this and I started buying books and and it wasn't until I had my my third child another two years later so here we are in uh, almost 2011 and uh, my job I was working in the in the university world here in Montreal and my job was abolished I was pregnant I was 40 years old and I was like oh gosh what do I do now and uh, I had been wanting more impact uh, and wanting to serve in a different way. And I did not know how. And then my husband looks at my night table and he says, well, you've got 20 doula books on that night table. That's is if that's not a calling, what is? And then and I said, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm feeling called to do this and sharing, you know, spreading my, you know, versions of what, you know, my births and wanting to help other women. And then here we are. I have an agency now with some lovely women, and we were serving. We've served hundreds of, of families in Montreal, and and even even afar now because we have an online class that's being sold uh, around the world, which is which is amazing. So that's my story of how how I got here and how I know you, as one of the uh, you know the the long time long standing doulas in Montreal. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm so glad, and I'm I I I'm so glad that you're actually part of an agency that's providing doulas for so many people. It's it's really so important. So I'm just going to introduce a little bit of the situation here to our listeners. Here in Montreal, Canada, we're living under some 
pretty severe restrictions. Um, I know that both workers everywhere are trying to figure out how to cope with the restrictions their governments have put in place. And as both workers, we're, we're respectful generally. We understand and respect that they've been put in place to try to limit the burden on our healthcare system and um, reduce the spread of COVID. But these restrictions honestly have affected birthing families very severely. Mm -hmm. um, here in Montreal was restricted to providing only essential services. So I don't even know what that means in terms of birth work. We also have a curfew from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. And as we know, most uh, many, many babies come or at least start to know, make their presence known at night. Um, and doulas have been essentially banned from attending births in the hospital. So first question for you, mm -hmm. is a doula in Montreal considered to be an essential service? <laughs> well, you're asking a doula with a team of doulas. Yes, we think we're essential, right? That's, yeah. uh, that we definitely think we're essential. Our clients think uh, we're essential. Uh, the hospital has said otherwise. Uh, you know, in times of in times like this, where the the numbers are very high and we get into a red zone, they like you mentioned, uh, they that you can only have one support person. So in most cases. When a couple is involved, well, then you know the doula is providing virtual support. Uh, yes, we have been told by our association. There is an association, um, a Quebec association of doulas, that uh, we are essential workers. So we are still providing uh, birth support at home uh, if the client, if you know, women want that, want to, uh, as well as postpartum uh, work afterwards. So it's it's a <laughs> I I I wish the you know the hospitals would would see that but I understand I mean I, I do understand where they're coming from and there are some cases Rivka that that doulas are still going occasional I hear occasional stories uh, of of women being allowed doulas you know calling their hospitals at the last minute and asking can my doula come and they say yes mm -hmm. uh, but across the board pretty much uh it is, it is a no in that in that regard yeah mm -hmm. and you know it's really nice to hear you say you respect and you understand the uh where they're coming from because honestly that's the nature of the doula like as soon as you go into a hospital room you can't go in there like some kind of militant you oh, know yeah. free birth person you just can't you have to go in there and you have to say i respect where everyone's coming from put a little drop of that nice essential oil on that little hanky over there so everyone feels good and their shoulders drop when they come in the room yeah. and spread some love. Like it's just, that's what a doula does. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we can get there with the arms blazing, you know, and fires blazing and especially yeah. in these days. And uh, the association here did a lot of work at the beginning um, for, you know, representation and met with people from the ministry and they, they're all it's all volunteer and they really did a lot a lot of work and uh uh we were heard however it, it's just beyond it's just beyond us at this at this point that doesn't mean uh we still can't um have our voices heard however you know to to up level the the reputation of doulas and and because a lot of people still don't know what we do right yeah mm-hmm um, there have been some parents and I said, let's get our parents involved. You know, we think we're essential and we should be there because we know what we do. But if our clients uh, are not, uh, and if the families are not, you know, putting their foot down and say, this has to happen. Well, then, you know, I think that's another level. So getting people involved. I know when 
at the beginning when one of the when one of the hospitals was um, denying partners at the birth, then the media got involved, parents got involved, petitions were signed, and there was change back to having two people. So there can be mobilization. I think right now everyone's in this waiting, this waiting pen. Well, I've heard that there is a little bit of mobilization, um, and I'm going to put the uh, the uh, the letter in the show notes. Um, I think that uh, parents are being asked to write letters to the ministry because I think they're having a meeting sometime next week. Or um, anyway, things are happening. So if you are um, at all interested, if you if uh, if anyone's out there and they're at all interested in writing that letter, I'm going to put the um, the indications to it in the show notes. So. You know, it's it's really important for for laboring families to have what they need in the hospital. And if that's a doula, then so be it. We'll we'll figure it out. Yes, and you might have other statistics, but I think it's it's about ten percent of births have doulas, if if not even. Um, I'm not up on my my recent stats, but uh, you know that that's where this frustration comes is when you know someone really really wants that support and they're being denied the support, right? And then. And then that just snowballs into a whole bunch of other, uh, you know, a story that that was not part of their story. That's not exactly. Wanted. Yeah. And doulas are so good at helping people um, on a journey that does take different paths. Like if you're already on that journey and it's taking a different path from what you wanted, a doula is the very best person to be by your side. So to prevent that from happening is uh, is difficult. Mm-hmm. So. Go ahead, go ahead. Are doulas allowed to go into people's homes at this point? Well, we have been told yes. And I'm, I'm following our association here in, in Quebec. And, uh, you know, when you talked about a curfew before and then the, the, the challenges, well, yeah, like you said, I mean, birth happens at night. If we are able to go into people's homes and help support them, uh, uh, you know, if we if we are allowed, what happens if, you know, at three in the morning we leave to go home and then we do, you know, get uh, stopped by the police. So there are letters circulating saying that we are essential, sir, you know, and we are essential and that uh, we are helping women in birth and we're just on our way either to help or, you know, going home. Uh, I have not heard of any cases of doulas being stopped, however, at this point, it's, it's quite new. Uh, but it, it raises a bunch of questions, definitely. I know they're fining people. There's a fine, like here, it's a curfew, but it's a fine from one to $6,000. No doula wants to (laughs) to pay. (laughs) And then if you have a letter, you know, what weight does that letter have actually in the eyes of of who we're in front of? So there's, you know, there's a slight risk that some people, I guess, are not willing to take and others are. Yeah. So what, what are the effects that you have witnessed of these restrictions and the curfew and and all the kind of bureaucratic stuff? What have, what uh, what effect have they had on the birthing families that you're working with and that you're the doulas that you your colleagues are working with? Hmm. The the levels of anxiety. I think women and families are already anxious during a pandemic. And then to add even more restrictions, uh, you know, the before, you know, partners would attend appointments with their, their spouses and now they're, they're not attending. Uh, and then now with this, the, the curfews and the added restrictions, yeah, I just, ugh, anxiety levels are off the roof. And then 
it, it, it also it limits the type of support that they want um, already here in Montreal with the red zone um, couples in most hospitals uh, are only allowed one support person. So if there is a couple, well, then the spouse will normally attend. Uh, if uh, parents are, if, you know, a woman wants, uh, just has one support person, well, then her doula can attend. But these restrictions are, are limiting the type of support that, uh, that families do want and that would find helpful. And that I believe have, you know, allows them to have different outcomes. Does that make sense, Rivka? Does that, do you see that as well? Well, I'm seeing the other side of the coin. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing people who are calling me and saying, I do not want to go anywhere near the hospital. Mm. And I do not want to have a, a birth with a registered midwife because they won't allow my doula in the birthing center. Yeah. And, um, and I don't want to have to push with a mask on. Whether or not these things are true doesn't even matter. They're in the women's minds. Mm -hmm. And so people are calling me saying, will you prepare me for an unassisted birth? Mm. Uh, like, I don't think that's particularly safe. It's not the best option. We are social animals. We weren't made to give birth completely on our own. If women are being pushed to that extreme, like I'm here to serve, but Yes, and we we have heard of, of of families wanting that and just saying, well, if you guys are not going to you know allow us the options that we uh, that we want, then we'll take things into our own hands. I agree, that's not always the best option. For some, it might be. Uh, however, I think a lot of our clientele at Rock the Cradle birth at the hospitals, um, so it, it hasn't been our experience. But you know, the the mask we have had calls. Am I going to have to wear the mask when I push? And we've had had clients not have to wear it uh, and then some who have had to you know or were told to wear it mm -hmm. and uh, I'm all about your options and your power as a birthing woman and no one can actually force you to do anything um, however uh, people you know we go to these places and, and it's not our home um, we're in someone else's home and we want to follow as much as we can but uh, so this you know the support of having a doula then even in preparing for birth at this time, allows you to go through what your options are. And, uh, and perhaps, uh, you know, having that support, we're offering support at home before going to the hospital. Uh, and that's allowing our clients to stay home longer uh, and spend less time at the hospital. We've noticed, a, 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 you know, a, a, a good result in that, uh, in that sense, where, you know, couples will feel, will feel comfortable staying home because they have, they have the help. But you're right. Uh, the restrictions—it's—it's it's not a good—it's uh, not a good time. There's a, there's this extra level of stress, and now with curfew, there's a bunch of you know the doulas are asking, "Am I going to get caught if I go to someone's home? Uh, how, should I even be going? Because if I get caught and get fined a thousand dollars to six thousand dollars, and there have been uh, some cases of some osteopaths uh, that we've heard of recently who did get fined, even with a letter from their association." then I was like, well, okay, osteo versus doula support and birth, birth does happen at night, but it's, you know, making us question, all right, which letters do we need to have with us? Whose approval do we have to have? Is it the doctor? Do we call the police station and get yeah, there, you know, exactly. approval prior just to alleviate some of the stress? Well, I know here in, here in Quebec, um, one of the frustrating things that I found running a business as well as now looking into 
you know, the whole question of if a, if a birth companion is an essential service. One of the problems is that the actual legislation itself is so vague. Like, yeah. literally, I was looking at it the other day and it said that um, uh, certain types of um, medical practitioners, and then it says such as massage therapists. Okay, so massage therapists have a green light. Great. Mm -hmm. And then there were a couple of others. And then it said, and so on. Yeah. What, what is and so on? What does that, that mean? Like, so does that mean if a policeman is in a bad mood, he, he, and he doesn't like maybe how you look, he can give you a fine and then someone else wouldn't like get a fine because yeah. and so on is no way to run, uh, you know, a business policy. Like what would yeah. I say when someone comes in and wants a large bowl, how much does it cost? Oh, it costs kind of around like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like 10 yeah. to $15. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it makes no sense. And that's why, you know, a lot of people don't even know what a doula is. So imagine, I, I could like, I'd love to ask some police officers, do you actually know what a doula is? Uh, a lot of them probably wouldn't, uh, you know, and then, then you get into another, a whole other story with them. So these are the questions that we're asking ourselves as a team. So trying to prepare for our upcoming births with clients, because yeah. we still want to serve them and we still will. It's just trying, you know, have our, all our bases covered to avoid exactly. the issues. To avoid that issue. And honestly, I mean, it, it, the kind of ridiculous thing is if you have a police officer and a doula out there in the middle of the night discussing a letter, that is a waste of both of their time. Yes. Like a police officer has way better things to do with their life and a doula has way better things to do with their life. So let's I just. I think they feel the same way. I think they do feel the same way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about the babies. Have you and uh, and your doula colleagues noticed babies acting in any particular way? Like we, I've been speaking to some midwives and we're noticing um, long, like unusually long labors or unusually short labors, like either um, very long pregnancies. Mm. Like I don't usually see so many 42 and a half week pregnancies um and i'm not talking like i'm not talking unassisted i'm talking people that are actually being followed by mm -hmm. the by doctors or registered midwives um babies are going to 42 weeks and then taking a really long time after induction has started mm. um and 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 early labor too premature birth oh, yeah. i think is increasing again so are you, had, are you noticing yes. Oh, I agree. We've uh, a couple of trends. I think we've we've seen uh, at one night we had three clients go, you know, have early labor symptoms, but they were 34 to 35 weeks. Uh, so clearly not ready. However, I agree also with the long, you know, the, the longer gestation, the longer pregnancies where it's like the babies don't want to come out. They're like, no, <laughs> don't keep me. Keep me here. I'm comfortable. I'm a bit stressed already because I believe that the babies can feel our stress as, um, as mothers. Um, not to put any blame on moms, of course, but it's normal, we're attached. Uh, so yeah, so I've seen the early, the early uh, and we've had some very fast births as well, which I am thankful for. And that can be this, you know, subconsciously the woman say, I've got to get this done and get out of here as yeah. quick as possible as well. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, the whole, the whole the board. got them all across the board yeah 
yeah. Talk to me a little bit though um, about how we can at, at the same time affirm to mothers that we're all living through an incredibly stressful mm -hmm. time and, and help mothers not to do this thing that all of us do, which is blame ourselves for everything. Um, you know, like, oh, I'm stressed. Like, yeah, I'm stressed. I'm living, living through a pandemic. How's it going to affect my child? Probably badly. You know, so how, how do you and, and your colleagues work to relieve that? Hmm. Yeah, I think listening and, and providing the space for them to, um, to say what's on their minds and in their hearts without any judgment. Uh, often, I think people in our in our surroundings might be very quick to just negate any of those feelings. Oh, of course not. Don't be silly. The baby will be fine. But I think these are valid and to validate what we're feeling and also to say, you know what, I think your baby's really, you know, probably very resilient, uh, just like you are. And you will get through this and baby will get through this. And just imagine when baby's in your arms and really go into that space of loving and caring but you know providing that support for them to and to know that they're they're what they're feeling is normal my gosh hats off to all of the parents who are delivering in the time of a pandemic whether it's you know uh, was planned or not planned uh, there are some challenges that I have didn't have to go to go through when I was delivering my babies and um, but I think that's where that doula support can come in is really you know, helping and we provide tools as well. Okay, well, if you're really stressed right now, how about we try a beautiful affirmation or how about a, a guided meditation for you? Let's sit together. Let's, you know, really getting down to uh, the, the issues at hand. What are you afraid of? What's, let, just talk to me, tell me. And then we really get to the heart of things because sometimes it's, you know, something that we didn't even think of or that they didn't even think of and it pops up, right? So. And I think, you know, having seen hundreds of births in our team, we can really say, ah, you know what, you're not the only one. And that's really, that's, uh, I think people like to see that, ah, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm not crazy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Think, oh, you're not, you know, and we do blame guilt. Mommy guilt is real. And it, so many people have it for so many different things. Um, but yeah, as I think, listening, listening is a really big, big part of the support that we offer. So listening, um, of course, you you already mentioned that, you know, you try and provide the doula care that you that we all used to provide before, but going to people's homes when you can and then um, mm. attending them virtually when you can't. What other do you have any other ways that you're providing mm. laboring mothers with with care and love? Yeah, we're finding that it's really hard to create community right now, um, particularly in person where we, you know, I think where we would often create, I know I created community at work or in classes I, were, I was taking, so that in-person community, uh, what we've decided, you know, is let's go virtual, of course, you know, so many people are on Zoom. Uh, we created at the beginning of the pandemic, a group for mummies and babies, and that is booming there. It's an amazing group to, you know, and to watch them go. And it's peer to peer support with the guided guidance of a doula. My colleague Mika Rock hosts these every week at two o'clock at 1pm, or excuse me, Tuesdays at 1pm. 
and we'll put the link in the show notes for you if you'd like to join and babies of all ages and and it's, it's just been growing because I think there is a need for community, particularly here in Montreal in the wintertime when it's getting really cold and people don't want to go out. This is great. And if, even if your baby's napping, come on and join, join the party. We've also created um, one. We said, well, okay, well, if the pregnant, you know, if the moms with babies are fi- you know, finding it hard, maybe the pregnant moms are too. So this week we have our brand new virtual uh, pregnancy support group starting for our clients and people who would like to join in, uh, there is a small cost to that, uh, you know, per session. But again, to, to have to have that community and to see that I'm not alone in experiencing perhaps nausea or sciatica or I can't go out, I'm feeling a little down, like I can't, my doctor is making me, you know, feel a bit afraid or I don't feel I have support. My spouse is always working. All of these things, we share them. And uh, that, I remember being pregnant and just, just knowing I had a friend who was going through the same thing, really, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, you too. All right, okay, well, I peed three times last night. How many times <laughs> did you get up, Rivka, last night, you know? <laughs> so having that, that, those friends, I think it's important. So we're starting those this week, and we'll see how that goes. When, when is the pregnancy one? That are Wednesday nights at 6, Wednesday okay. evening, 6 p.m. Okay. to 7 and we've already got a group signed up, uh, which is amazing. And uh, it's, uh, it's a great start to, yeah, create that community. Because, uh, you know, not everyone has pregnant friends around them either. So Exactly. And our spouses don't know what we're going through. It's Mine just didn't. good to have a community. That's the thing. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, all of the work that you are doing and that everyone at Rock the Cradle is doing, and in fact, all of the doulas and birth workers that I know, in fact, around the world, we, we put a lot out. So how mm-hmm. do you give yourselves, you, yourself and your doula colleagues, how do you give um, yourselves the love and care and attention mm-hmm. that you need? It's much easier, obviously, you know, when we're not living through a pandemic. So what, what, what do you all do? Yeah, what a great question. And uh, I coach a lot of women and we're always, you know, I always come back to that, you know, we give, give, give. If we're mothers, we're even giving, giving, giving. We're daughters, we're spouses, we're friends. It's uh, it's a lot of giving. So replenishing your cup is super important. Uh, I love my solo time. So if I speak for myself, I do need a lot of me time. And whether I'm journaling or reading or sitting in silence, looking outside (laughs) at the trees, nature for me is a big one. I love walking. Uh, I'm I'm blessed to live by the water here in Montreal and I can go for an hour or two and hugging trees and touching trees and talking to the water (laughs) and the birds. And, you know, that, that grounds me a lot. I think coming together, uh, I started a team because I needed community as a doula. It can be very lonely working by yourself. Uh, I found for me, I'm very social. So I worked by myself for four years and then created a team. So for us, it's important to come together as a team. Um, even if there's nothing on the agenda, we just come together. How are you doing? You know, and sharing tidbits of information and, and it's our own doula community as well. Well, and and ensuring that my team is taking time for themselves and that they are, you know, not overgiving and, and, you know, not taking for themselves once in a while too. So I know Mika is a yoga teacher and her practice is yoga and, and uh, attending. I know you do your 
monthly full moon circles. Uh, my colleague meet with my colleague Mika, and that those are lovely, lovely events, and and that's that's so important. Yeah. What do you do, Rivka? What is your? How do you? Uh, how do you fill your cup? Oh my! Honestly, I just said last night when I went to bed. I I I lay down. And I said to my husband, I could never be bored. Yeah. Like I do think boredom is a good thing. I actually do. My kids used to complain that they were bored every so yeah. often, and I and I tell them that's great. So just lie there and be bored. Sit down and be bored. This is very good. Um, I'm I run. I'm a runner. Mm. Um, but I love to read. Um, honestly, I feel like I have a very full cup, yes. in a good way. Lovely. Oh, it's so important. Yes. And you know, with, with, I have still have small children at home. So you're right. I'm never bored. I there, that is not a word <laughs> that crosses my mouth. <laughs> running a business and running a family. There's always something. Always yeah. Something. There's yeah. always interesting things. Yeah. So um, do you notice though, that the doulas that you're working with are uh, like, obviously we all are reacting differently to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um have you have you had any difficult situations with anyone just having you know not being able to cope or not wanting to work with uh with, within the community like not wanting to do in-person visits mm -hmm. for whatever reason or not not in not on my team but i know at the very very beginning and we have a we have a broader community of doulas as well, different Facebook groups and whatnot. And, and people were taking a stance of, okay, I'm not comfortable doing this. Would you take over in case, you know, and getting those to fielding those types of calls and, and that everything is legitimate, right? If you know, some, it, it's all about personal risk. Uh, who do we have at home? Who are we protecting? Who do we live with? And there's lots to mitigate. Now that the pandemic, we have more information uh, I, I sense, um, I, I don't want to say comfort, it's not comfortable, but more being more comfortable knowing what's going on and, and being comfortable going to say a hospital or a home birth or, and it's all about, you know, having that information. So, uh, yes, I would say, but have, you know, that's, that's what I've seen so far. And, but, you know, there are people taking it very hardly, uh, just say income wise, you know, because a lot yeah. of women, you know, financially, I think has been the biggest struggle for many doulas. Absolutely. Because you're self-employed and you're yes. probably not getting as much uh, mm -hmm. demand as, as before. Yeah. And, and having that, uh, uh, you know, helping women look at what other offerings can they have okay let's you know I, those two words that i said i wouldn't you know pivot and adapt let's do this you know we're pivoting to online services we're adapting our services what can we offer what can we package differently perhaps a doula who hasn't been teaching online well now she can perhaps put an offering together so our team was already online mm -hmm. i did put out a um i had filmed it earlier I think in two, two years ago, and we just hadn't put it up, but I did finalize at the beginning of the pandemic, an online course with 30 modules and, you know, 30 lessons and really an online prenatal class. So it was like, okay, the pandemic gave me a kick in the butt to get that <laughs> exactly, out there and I can yeah. sell that all over the world, you know, but uh, so helping other, I help other doulas as well, you know, repackage their offerings and uh, resistance, resilience. I see that very, it's a resilient crowd. 
Well, I think, uh, I think we need to move forward with getting our voices out there in terms of just, you know, changing things so that it's yeah. going to be with us in, in like for a decently long time from now. And I think it's really important to, to actually have at least give birthing families the choice of being able to have a doula and a partner. Or like I remember uh, I was just speaking to a family a couple of weeks ago. They wanted the, the birthing mother wanted her mother and her doula there. She was fine not having her spouse there, but two people. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> but, you know, two people, it's not that much. It's not no, the end of the world, you know, and, and, and we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be allowing the, um, just, it's almost, it almost seems like a punishment, you mm. know, a random kind of thing, not to allow doulas into the hospital. I think there's a movement growing here in Montreal to yes. make a difference. Yeah. And the, the work where it needs to go now, I mean, as doulas, we think we're essential. And our association, of course, thinks we're essential. And they've done lots of work throughout the pandemic. And now we're taking it, let's get the parents involved because it's, you know, they're the users of doulas and they're, they are the ones that want us. So we need everybody to come in large numbers because the larger than our numbers, the more we can clamor for what we want and what, the, what our clients want and giving yeah. them the options. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I, the births that we have attended in the summer, we were attending more in person and, you know, ha, you know, just to give them credit, the nurses were like, oh, thank gosh, you guys are here again. Of course. Right? It's mean, not the nurses thanks. that are making the laws. No, it is the bureaucrats. Yeah. It is the bureaucrats and, you know, it's the people, people higher up that don't see what happens perhaps on the floor. Yeah. But the nurses were like, I can't wait till you go back. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it's credit to you and your organization that you've managed to um, retain and maintain a good relationship with the medical staff, because um, mm. I think that that's a kind of a, a reputation that doulas do not deserve. Uh, and I know that that's why I stopped working as a doula, because I realized mm. that I was going to start getting um, uh, into conflict with the medical staff. And that is absolutely yeah. not needed in, in, a, in a birth situation. So um, so good on you. Yes, that, that I think is that the patient's part of it. And um, I have felt that way too, Rivka. I think I share that with you. There are moments in time, it's like a, a roller coaster sometimes. And uh, I think when we feel that way, and uh, when I'm coaching other doulas, is okay, we do need to take a step back and remember why we're doing this and just take a break and, you know and recenter ourselves and and really see is that the right uh is that where our efforts need to be uh perhaps they can be on a different level as well mm -hmm. it doesn't mean we need to you know your voice as a doula is super important in the world and how can just where is that going to be perhaps you know the the hospital setting is not the one anymore right and it's somewhere <laughs> yeah. else but uh, exactly Hence the movement, right? Uh, hence the getting, you know, getting everybody together and rallying the troops. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, I see that. And uh, I, I'm blessed with a team who loves, uh, loves birth. They're passionate about birth and um, have the personality to, 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 to play in that field. Yeah. 
Well, I know okay. a couple of them personally, and they're lovely. I know they they were trained by you, <laughs> Ida and Mika, uh, yeah. both and Jenny. You know all my team. Yes, yeah. uh, that's great. Yeah, my team are you know Rivka fans. <laughs> well, thank you so much for for agreeing, um, in spite of the tech gremlins that seem to be following us around. Um, I'm going to put both of the uh, the gatherings that you're having on the show notes. So if any of you heard, if any of you listeners heard about that and are interested, they'll be in the show notes as well. I'm going to be putting two letters that um, that as a parent you can you can copy it and write off to the to the uh, Ministry of Health here in Quebec. Um, last question: one word, one word that you would give our listeners or the world. What would it be? Uh, my word is always um, love, love. That is my word. I, I, I stand by that and um, it's, uh, it's, it's benefited me greatly, uh, you know, in different situations with clients, with going to births in a hospital situation that perhaps is not an easy one. Uh, in my family life and seeing people on the street in a pandemic, <laughs> you know, it's... Um, when I come with love, uh, I, I receive love back. And that's uh, the, the ebb and flow for me. It, uh, it, it's part of that filling of my cup. And uh, that, that is my word, I think, my life word, my life word. I have a word for every year, but, um, uh, but that's my life word, love. And I think if everyone came forward with a bit more, you know, a bit more love, we would be a, a more peaceful place. The, the earth that we live on at the moment but there is still a lot of love out there there is a lot of love and I think the more we say it and the more we say it out loud and the more we say it you know out on the media I think that uh, the people will be less shy mm -hmm. to say it and to feel it and to say I love yeah. you yeah right so. that's uh I, my mask yeah i'm not wearing I, I, you can't see it on a podcast but the mask that i wear all the time it's pink and red and it says love on it and oh, uh, that's so great I get a lot of stares i get a lot of stares but then i was like you know what i said why are they staring at me and i'm like oh it's my mask well i'm just emanating love to you you know wonderful yeah i can feel it oh listeners you. can you feel it <laughs> i hope so i hope so but thank you so much, Rivka. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure spending this time with you. And uh, I'm so happy to have you in my community and being part of your community. And uh, it's big, big together world. like this that we will change, make changes. We will. We will. All those concentric circles and the love radiating out. Yes. Well, I have to say I love you, Sylvia. Well, I love you. Thank you. Oh, Thank I you got goosebumps. So much. I got goosebumps. Yeah. Thank you so much. Feel the love, share the love, and, uh, and good luck with all your endeavors. Thank you so much.